pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you now? Today is uh, Tuesday, October, nope, not October, January 11th, 2022. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz, a show where I talk about the many adventures that happen in the life of a 40-something boring old fat gamer. And what, who wouldn't want to hear that? It all happened right here on This Joe Batanz, right here... Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of a show called this is our second day back from the hiatus. Uh, you I'm recording this a tiny bit later than usual, about an hour and a half later than I usually want to record it. But we'll explain why here in the little adventures that we have to do. First thing I want to do is I'm using a different mic today. So I know I, I should have a more radio radio guy sounding voice today. Um, but my volume in my mic is not... Is this it? That's it right there. I want the volume to be a little higher. There we go. I like that. <clears throat> I wasn't getting the full Joe Batance fantasy in my head that I wanted. Uh, anyway, welcome back. And I'm here with all of you. I'm, you know, we're doing it. You know, I made a mistake yesterday and I went live uh, on the, with the hoi polloi. I went live with the, the formerly called this Joe Batance tier. Now it's called the executive tier. And you know, I let him have it live. And, uh, but now here we are. Here we are with the true people, my true friends, the exclusive tier, and then my even truer friends, the expensive tier. I'm going to give you all my thoughts, everything that happens in the past 24 hours. Now, where we, when, when we last left off, uh, one of the things that we left off on was I was, uh, I made a big discovery and I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, cause there was some stuff that happened off the air and whatnot. So let me do a little bit of a recap for it to see what was explained and what was not explained. So we were talking about bring it to the runway and my misgivings about it. I was going to talk to, uh, Christian about it. Well, um, at some point, I don't know if it was on the show or off the show. I realized that I had met the fill-in co-host, Rob, before. I had met him before. And let me tell you the story with that. There was a guy, I think he's been mentioned, actually, on Catching Up. He was a big Catching Up fan. A former student of mine named Tommy Colton. Okay? And Tommy uh, went to Stanford. And we had kept in touch. We kept in touch because he was a, he was a huge catching up fan. I don't. I think he stopped listening at a certain point, you know. But uh, he was a huge catching up fan, and um, he. But when we, when I lived in L.A., we lived sort of close to each other. We hung out a few times, and a couple on a couple of those occasions, he brought his roommate, also a, a guy he knew in college, named Rob, to those. It's only one or two times. The times we got drinks and caught up. Okay, so. When I looked up Robert on Christian's 
uh, Instagram, and I think I did that on the show to see if he was hot or not. I think Jordan wanted to know if he was hot. Uh, I found his, in- I found who I thought was Instagram and later confirmed this is Instagram. And, uh, I, it, I saw that like on many of the posts, Tommy Colton had liked them. And it said on my thing, oh, followed by Christian Ochoa and Tommy Colton Tom. I think it's his Instagram name. So I was like, what? In my head, I was like, how do they fucking know each other? And I was like, oh shit, that's the guy that came to those drinking events that I went. Tommy wanted us to meet because he was also gay and Latino and thought we would like each other. Um, and turns out, look, we, we, so anyway, so after, I think actually when, so then what happened for those of you that weren't listening live was I decided to give the people who were listening live a little bit of a treat and I played Bring It to the Runway live before it dropped last night. And while they were listening to the show, I called Christian and Christian got Rob on the phone and we had the conversation that I was telling you guys about. And I'm going to be honest with you, they went very, very well. They took the notes very well, uh, agreed with a lot of the notes. Uh, in fact, I don't, I don't know if there were any that they disagreed with and they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll be better. Uh, let's do better. And they want, they want, you know, here's the thing, guys. <clears throat> And I think anybody who has people who work under them will agree. Just showing up and wanting to put in the work, whether it's good or not, is like 80% of it, you know? And so the fact that they were so receptive and wanted to work on it, and Christian does take it very seriously, I'm that's that goes a long way with me. So, uh, and, and I finally listened to the whole thing. I'll be honest with you. My gut feeling is that it's pretty good. Is it exactly what this network has been or the on brand for me and whatnot? No, but I don't, I don't know if I necessarily need another Joe Batanz. And look, think about networks that you like. Think about like MTV or NBC or ABC or any of the other, I don't know what BBC will go international. Is, do you like every show that's on that network? No. You know, so it's the same thing here. And I think, I think they will capture an audience that's kind of ignored or they, or I I think they'll find their audience. It may not be our audience and not be the same people and it may not be for you, but I think, I think they will, uh, find an audience. I think, I think they're very entertaining people. Uh, there were little things and I, and I might go and edit it before I release on the public feed about like the fat old Middle Eastern man and, um, but maybe I'm being too sensitive about that. I mean, for those of you that listened, was I too sensitive about the fat Middle Eastern old man Bart? You know, because um, you know I'm well, I'm not Middle Eastern, but uh, I don't know. Let me know. Deckhead is typing. Deckhead and Jordan Darling typing. They're young people. They're gonna weigh in here. Uh, I just sort of felt as I explained to them, like they made it seem like those three descriptions were inherently. Oh, okay, so Deckhead says more of a clunky, awkward moment rather than an offensive one. I don't think so, but it was hilarious listening to Christian quickly backpedal. Yeah, they told me on the phone that they were, um, had, that, that actually Christian said he had toyed with taking it out. Um, so, uh, State of Brie is typing now. State of Brie, producer of, uh, the bookish podcast. State of Brie is typing right now. Uh, I don't know if people know that Sada Bree is a producer, a podcasting producer, officially. She produced the Sonia Walger podcast, uh, bookish. 
I thought it was really good, but the only thing I noticed was that both of their voices were pretty one note, not a lot of highs and lows. All right, so now we go to the next topic, and I want to I want you guys to weigh in on this. So as we all know, especially people who are here, <clears throat> it was announced today that uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the World is premiering February 1st. And I have a little bit of a dilemma now in that what am I going to do? Okay. Am I going to cover this with somebody? Is it going to be the Drag Race UK boys? Because that's their sort of territory. You know? Should I have Christian and Rob cover it? Should I cover it with either Christian or Rob? Should I cover it with some... Taylor won't do it. Should I cover it with like... I don't know. I mean, I want to get your guys. I want to get you hear your voices. Uh, Jay Darling is typing. You should fuck with Taylor and be like, Taylor, I really think you need to do this. No, you know. (laughs) Well, (laughs) so Tom Bomb says, Lori. So I'll be honest with you guys, and and I and I and I want to say before I say this that I recognize there's a mole in the group. And that somebody will tell Lori this. So I'm saying this with full knowledge because I cannot trust anybody here. But I've been rethinking Lori's place in the RuPaul's Drag Race. Those are very specific here. World of recap shows. I think she's great on Dragula because there haven't been that many seasons. She's seen all the seasons, so she gets the references. She's very comfortable there. But I'm wondering if she has a place in the world where it requires so much more knowledge of those seasons and uh, and an ability to analyze with a reference to it. What's funny, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, is I think Robert has that capability. You know, one of the things that didn't come up on the show, but you may have heard this. Oh, no, this is on the phone call. See, I knew this. Is Robert went to Stanford. So Robert's actually very, 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 very smart and has that analytical quality. Uh, and if you notice during the show, Robert does bring back other past seasons and is able to do that sort of analysis that I'm sort of good at. I know I'm complimenting myself, but it's fine. And um, I've told you it's fine. Um, Tom Bomb noticed when she did the last All-Star, she doesn't know. Yeah, she can't. That's the problem. As funny as she is, I just don't think she she's good on a recap show. In fact, it's it's something I, I was thinking about because I was thinking about what I'm going to do with the season seven because there's two season sevens on the public feed. And at first I was like, I'm going to replace it with me and Lori. And now I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do that. So now <laughs> here's another little behind the scenes tea is I'm like, I think I need to redo season seven now. I think Taylor's going to be really pissed. I think we need to redo season seven. And I think, again, so we're going to do season seven for the third time. And I, But before we do that, I think Taylor and I, uh, I think Jordan kind of inspired this. I think Jordan, I think Taylor and I uh, need to redo season 10. Because he was out. Because of the cancer. So I think... I, I think we'll even do season 10 before we do seasons 1 and 2. Uh, 
Jordan says Taylor just dropped dead of a heart attack. I think it'd be good if Taylor and I did season 10. I mean, maybe you guys agree. It's not going to be now. It's not going to be this year. It, but I think at a, at a certain point, Evan's not very good on it. And it's not his fault. He was literally brand new to the network. And he had to step in at a time when I, I he was the only other person I had. So now it would be a different story if Taylor, you know, got sick. Now there are a million people that could jump in and take over, but uh, we didn't have that then. And I think Evan wasn't suited to that role. And um, uh, and I think it, it we should go back and redo season ten and take it off the public feed. But um, but yeah, everything else is great. The season seven just bothers me. Season eight and season nine. I think for now I'll keep season seven just the original and I'll take season seven that Lori and I did off. Uh, and then I will do, when the time comes, we'll redo season seven with me and Taylor. And, or, you know, maybe to make things right, maybe I'll do it with, I don't know. See, here's the deal. Here's some insight tea. Hold on. My headphone cord got caught. The inside tea is I'm more willing to work with Daniel than Taylor is. He doesn't hate Daniel. There's no ill will. But it's just very, he could, Daniel can be very difficult. Uh, and so uh, Taylor doesn't want to put up with that. So, um, but I think the best thing to do would be myself, Taylor, and Daniel redo season seven. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. We'll, we'll cross that bridge um, when we get to it. Deckhead suggests, why don't I have me in a rotating second chair for UK versus the world? Like, have Nathan. You know, that's not a bad idea because it might be able to get around the sort of, you know, somebody had, had told me, I don't remember who it was, uh, in the past couple of days, that what Drag Race UK needs is me. With the Drag Race UK boys, you know, but how do you tell these people who've done, you know, uh, two seasons of it? Oh, by the way, I have to do the show with you now, you know, and so, uh, that's it's 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 a problem that's been swirling around in my head for a long time is how to crack that Drag Race UK nut. Because, and then, and by the way, 100% anything that's wrong with it is my fault. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong. And here's, and I want to make this clear for the mole. I don't think that there's anything wrong with the show. I think, um, Ben and Fraser do an amazing job. They do a great job. They do a fine job. I'm very happy with them. Like I said, showing up and being responsible is 90% of it for me. Okay. But I'm trying to tweak the the feel of it. It feels very... I don't know what the right word is. I guess the best way to put it is, I don't think Drag Race Recap... I don't think anyone is looking for a purely analytical show. Because it, the, where you... The the I love what we're doing. I don't know if you guys like this kind of nuts and bolts analysis of this stuff, but the sort of the problem you run into is 
you don't want a pure comedy show, right? Which I think actually the problem with Shady Pines is, right? But you don't want a purely analytical show because ultimately it comes down to, well, who the fuck are you, right? So you have to have this ineffable mix of the two. And and what's funny is I can't say it's more comedy than analysis and more analysis than comedy because I feel the needle sways depending on the episode, the season, and the type of show. But it has to be a mix. And I think uh, I think Christian and Rob will find it. I think they have a very particular kind of comedy. Um, but I don't know. Again, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that much about the Drag Race UK boys, but they don't strike me as particularly funny people, right? And I don't know what they think that they do. They think they're funny? I don't know. Um. So, and if we were to do host, rotating host, I don't know who, who would the rotating host be? It would be, well, Taylor would probably do, if it was a rotating thing, Taylor would probably do it. Um, I think Jay is done with any kind of drag race analysis. Um, Ben Anderson five says, I think the UK boy should do the UK versus the world, but I like the idea of rotating co-hosts. I don't want you to get burnt out with the regular season, UK versus the world and whatever bullshit well will give us in the first half of the year. The thing is, Ben Anderson five, it won't be that bad because there's only nine queens. Um, so, um, so I don't think this show's gonna be that long. I think it's gonna be only four to six episodes. Um Tom Bomb recommends some people. One, I don't know. This is I'm a lot of what I'm telling you is from what Aiden tells me, okay? <laughs> but Aiden thinks Adam Salandra is boring, okay? Um Lori Okay, Lori has problems with the American one. I think any rotating co-host has to have knowledge of the international queens, right? I, I, lo- I strangely already do. I've only missed uh, – I haven't watched Canada. And I don't know if I will watch Canada because I cannot stand as Brooklyn Heights. But I'll go watch Drag Race Italia uh, and the second season of Holland. That's all I'm missing, really. I've watched the other ones. Uh, Adam Burns does not know Drag Race that well, no. Lori, no. Nat Pat, yes. Um, honestly, let me see. When, when, what day of the week do the episodes drop? I know what, what day of the week is February 1st. Let's find out right here. It might just be me, Nat Pat, and a rotating third host. February 1st is a Tuesday. See, the problem we run into is that actually works out with the public feed schedule. But the problem we run into is that... Um, Nat Pat, let me see, if Nat Pat were to do it, he'd have to watch the episode. <sighs> it, he probably doesn't get it till Wednesday, his time. And then at night, his night is my like three in the morning. So it'd have to be early in the morning for him and he works. Tom Baum suggests Christian. Christian might not be a bad one. Because he has also watched all the seasons. So has Rob. 
See, what you're looking for is someone who's seen all this. Like, this is beyond Drag Race. It's someone that's watched UK and also watched the international ones. Rob let it known that he's seen Italia, Italia, um, and he's seen the other ones. So, I don't know. This is something for me to chew on. I have to figure it out and figure out. I think... um, Ben Anderson 5 says he honestly loves these kind of nuts and bolts types of distributants. He's missed the behind the scenes tea. If you guys agree, throw him some love because there's eight of you here and maybe we'll see if, if, if you all agree. Um, so I want to know there was a same sticker. Oh, interesting. So, um, yeah, this is something I have to chew on. This is going to be. Jordan Darling said, what about Claudia Maitland-Harris? Um, I think now the time has passed because she has a kid and she's busy with the kid. Um, <clears throat> and again, also, it has to be someone who's seen all the seasons. That is a very, very, very particular kind of fan. I'm not even sure NatPat90 has done it, if I'm being honest. This might have to be uh, a very limited group of people. I still think rotating is the best way to go. We're going to have to have the UK boys and me. Maybe it, it alternates between the UK boys and me, Christian and, um, Ben. Uh, Tom Bond recommended Jordan Darling. Jordan Darling doesn't want to be on the air. And, um, maybe Taylor. But, just, but that, that would just be me and Taylor. It wouldn't be two people. Um, and then we just rotate. They do two episodes each. I don't know. I'm assuming it's only be like six episodes. Let me see nine girls. Yeah, that makes sense. So it might be just a short little one-off six episode thing. Um, so, uh, anyway, so that was actually not even the big part of the story. Um, Jordan Darling wants to know if you could get Dieter Ritz for an episode. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but then you know the thing is, is is when you have these drag queens on, they don't say much because they're so. They have to be careful politically. And I don't even blame them, but do they make for interesting content? I don't know. I'm not sure they do. Um, State of Breeson, <laughs> good idea, and Mary Cherry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Robbie Turner. Anyway, uh, I would love. To, oh my god, I would love that Robbie Turner. That'd be the best. Wouldn't it be the best to have Robbie Turner? That would be like a dream of mine to get Robbie Turner. I bet you everyone ignores Robbie. I would love to just to write to Robbie and, and somehow get a hold of him. What if he just changed his name and lied? Sada Bree says her friend from church is friends with cornbread. No, we would call it Turnteen the Corner. Jordan Darling had written, Could you imagine an Afterthought Media show rehabilitating Robbie Turner? <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about last night. Um, last night had a very odd conversation with Aiden. And I'm not necessarily sure I handled it in the best way, but I didn't know how to handle it. You know, you get in these conversations with people, specifically people that you love, and they put you in this pickle, you know? And so he's all, can we have real talk? This is last night as he was driving home to go to bed and he was really tired. 
he goes and he i actually i can't even i can't even repeat it not because it's private because i don't even necessarily understand it but something about how he realized he was in a funk in the summer and he's so happy he's turned the corner but he's sad because he's still in this funk but less of the funk than what he i don't know i really don't understand right and so he was like, well, what are your thoughts? What I, I want to hear your feelings. Tell me what you're feeling. Share with me what you're feeling. So I did. And I was not. I didn't say anything mean. I just said, like, well, you know, it was really hard when you were sad because you would do this and this. But now I'm seeing this and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, stop, 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 stop. Stop. Stop telling me how sad I am. And I was like, Okay. And then he went on and on and on. He goes, well, tell me how you're feeling. And I was like straight up like, I'm afraid to talk because I feel like you asked me this. And then I said the answer and it wasn't what you wanted to hear. And then I got in trouble. And it was just sort of like a muted conversation after that. We did talk. We did. We spoke this morning. He's completely fine. I just maybe he was tired or something like that. And we'll approach. We're, we're, we're this couple that we like. To, we like to talk about issues. So I'm sure tonight or at some point today it will be revisited. But that was the conversation last night. Now let's talk about this morning. Oh my god, what a morning it has been. Or it was. So I think I've shared with you that I have too many movie posters all right and i'll be honest with you and i think i've discussed this on here but i'll discuss it again because the the feeling that i had has only increased which is i think what because what happened was what had happened was trade didn't like the session okay but also before i ever heard about movie posters once again the brief history of the movie posters with joe batanz I used to collect old magic posters, but because they're so expensive, I would maybe buy one a year. I don't have that many. I probably have like under 10 magic posters, but I love them. And I only bought ones that I loved because they were so expensive. You know, I only, anything that really, I truly loved. That's the only thing I bought. Okay. And then I heard an NPR show. Where they talked about the alternative movie poster scene. And so I was, it was a very interesting episode. So I looked into the art that they were talking about and I was, um, like, oh! so Jordan Darling asks, did you ever get the Ricky J when you accidentally bought? Yeah, I think it arrives this week. I think I get it this week. I think it, it arrives very, very, very soon. Um, so. Uh, I, I heard about these movie posters and, uh, I was like, like, again, like breath taken away. Okay. But I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I like, these are cool. Right. And even then when I first got into it, no, no, actually rephrase when I first got into it, I just wanted to have some, right. Just to have them. So I bought posters for properties that I'm not necessarily super wild about. Um, they only have a few of those, but I was just trying to buy posters. Okay. And then that, re- then the pandemic happened soon after. And I think what happened was 
I was so bored at home. And by the way, these movie posters, when you buy them first run, are not terribly expensive. They range between forty and sixty dollars if you get if if you get to buy it. Remember, if people have tried, it sells out in like a second, right? And that's that's what leads to what I'm going to talk about. So it's not ter- it's not a huge investment, right? But I think what happened when I was so bored during the the um the 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 height of the quarantine is that buying these posters became a dopamine rush like there is a, there is a thrill i'm sure my brain was flooded with dopamine in it's going to go on sale at this time we only have 150 copies and there's thousands of people trying to get them which is true and the thing would sell out in like um 30 seconds and you if you and that's only if you get in but and so like it became almost like putting a quarter in a slot machine. And now I have all these posters. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> like, why do I have all these posters? Like, it is crazy to me. It's absolutely insane. And so... But here's the thing. Here, Here's the weird dilemma I find myself in. Is I have them, but then when I go through my list of posters and I go, that's it, I'm cleaning house, I'm getting rid of them. I can only really find like probably, I'll do a, a serious count, but I can only probably find around 10 to 12 that I actually want to get rid of. Like 10 to 12, that's it, it's not a lot. But I was like, well, I have nowhere to put them. Okay, here's how the problem was solved, ish. So one would think, well, just sell them all. Right. And that's a solution that I do want to sell them. Right. The other side. <laughs> the other solution is to buy what's called a flat file, which is a filing cabinet that uh, architects use to store their blueprints. And they coincidentally have to be, have happened to be just the right size. For movie posters and obviously anything smaller. Now, a little bit of a problem is I've been on the hunt for a flat file and they're very expensive. Okay. Uh, to find anyone that's halfway decent, you're looking at anywhere between $1,500 to $3,000. There are beautiful ones that I want and they're $3,000, right? Uh, but they're fifteen hundred to um to three thousand dollars. Okay, and so I've always casually been looking for flat files that are not that price. So I finally find one. If you guys remember uh, back in the other drama, if, if if you guys were around, there was a drama when I found one that was great, and it was in Ohio, but it was two hours away from Travi or Luke. Because I was like, if I could just get someone, because my brother, in a weird coincidence, and it's important today, my brother owns a logistics company. So he can actually ship it. The problem is, he, because I found a great one in Ohio for a great price, right? But the people were kind of assholes who were trying to sell this thing where I was like, all you have to do is wrap it up for the truck driver or whatever he'll come pick it up and they're like no we'll just leave it on the porch someone can come pick it up so i didn't buy it from them so um 
there's that. Finally, find one for a great price in Chicago on Etsy, like 500 bucks, which is way cheaper than we're seeing. And then we negotiate about the shipping and yada, yada, yada. I run it by my brother. He says, that's a good price. Okay. End of story. Right? So, um, it ships. But the problem is, is when you use a shipping company that's not UPS or, I mean, when you talk about a real shipping company, people that use, move freights and stuff like that. They don't have, I mean, they have tracking, but it's not like UPS tracking. Okay. It's like they give you a vague idea. So I've been following the tracking. I saw that on Sunday it arrived in Los Angeles. And then uh, the plan was, oh, because the the price is a lot cheaper if it goes to a commercial address. My brother has a warehouse. So he goes, well, just use my warehouse address. So I put the warehouse address. And so my plan was, I will just, when we know it's going to be close, I'll go in the morning and uh, I will just hang out at his office office until it arrives right he has a business office somewhere else there's not usually someone there at the warehouse so um when i woke up this morning i saw that it had departed the la main hub and it said oh it's going to the la destination hub or something so i called my brother i'm like do i need to go to your office he's like no you'll probably get it wednesday or thursday it's just just going to a place closer to here like okay my brother calls me. Like, I'm just chilling. He goes, your flat file's on the way to the office. They just called me. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I had to, like, drive, like, speed over to there. And I had to tell my, my dad has a truck. I'm like, Dad, you got to bring the truck, yada, 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 yada. It was such a drama because then it comes into my, my parents are like, we have to have breakfast. And we're going to sit down and have our breakfast. That I'm going to go to the bathroom because I don't want to have to go to the bathroom while I'm driving. And that until so, like... I rush over. My brother and his wife are sitting there. They actually were there to accept the thing, so it's sitting right there, all wrapped up in plastic. And my brother, my brother has a job. He's working. So I, he said, "So dad's right behind you." I go, "Supposedly." Tick tock, tick tock. We wait. I must have waited like, let me see. Um, I got there. Um, uh, hold on, hold on, everyone. Um, I got there at like, um, I don't know, like, um, 9.45. Finally at 10.22, I looked at look them, I go, let's make a bet. My brother was very pissed, so I don't even in the mood to make a bet. Has dad left? I call, he hadn't left yet? Oh my God, my brother like almost lost his shit. So my brother, my dad leaves, finally gets there. Then we have to have a fireman help us put it. It's a whole mess. Then we get back and we're trying to get it off the truck. It was just, it was a whole thing with this flat file. Now, here's the thing. The flat file is so heavy, we can't even move it into the house. We have to wait. My parents have some sort of like circus level strongman handyman. He's coming at the end of the month. So he's going to sit in the garage until he comes. Ultimately, now, I can buy thousands of movie posters and have a place to store them. I just fed into the problem. I'm officially a poster hoarder. Uh, we'll see you next time on this show, Batanz. You can only get it one place, though, right here on Afterthought Media.